Hi, this is Tom Field, Editorial Director with Information Security Media Group. We're talking today about unique information assurance education programs. We're talking with Dr. Stephen Brown, who's with the core faculty with Information Assurance and Security with Capella University. Steve, thanks so much for joining me today. Tom, thank you for having me. I, uh, I appreciate it. Why don't we start out by having you just tell us a little bit about yourself and the program that you're participating in at Capella. Okay. Well, um, my name is Stephen Brown, and I've been with Capella for probably um, six years now. Um, I have a mixed, I guess, varied degree work uh, relationship. Um, I've been in the information security area for about 25 years, I guess. I started on Wall Street back in the early, probably 80, 81, 82, and we were putting in um, networks and uh, all these different types of technology for, uh, you know, Wall Street banking, insurance companies, uh, government facilities, all those different types of things. Um, we, you know, we were doing security even before it was called security. So my work experience has been just, you know, 30, 35, 25, 35 years of IA. My degrees are more in business. And the reason I approached that was just I wanted to see both ends. You know, I wanted to see how a business side is and we have the security side. Um, so I'm, I'm a firm believer that security, we need security, but I'm a firm believer that security has to add value, you know, from business sense. Otherwise, people just don't use it. My current position with Capella is that I am in charge of the information security development for the master's and the Ph.D. programs. Um, so I, I do all the curriculum, the development. You know, I try to look at what's coming out in the coming years. I try to focus the curriculum so that you know workers in the coming years will be able to. Um, I kind of like to say hit the ground running so when they do graduate they will certainly understand what's out there how it's happening and what are some of the ways they can turn around and you know defend against cyber attacks and at the PhD level I go a little bit more because I want them to understand literature and research and not only respond to them but I want them to be more proactive and I want them to basically expand their horizon but they move away from the bits and bytes on a wire to understand like literature-based theories about cyber, and not maybe just cyber, but what's happening and, and how can we apply theories that are coming out to help you know, and prevent these attacks in the future. Now, what are some of the things that you're doing within your program, Steve, that you would call unique? The interesting thing about oh, the uniqueness of my program is one is it, it kind of goes up a chain. And what I mean, you know, we have the undergraduate, we have the masters, we have the PhD, and it keeps getting. You know, we have the certifications, right? We have the NSA certification, uh, Capella Center of Excellence. We have a uh, ISA community portal that we created, and we keep pushing it. I would imagine that one of the unique things about the program that it just keeps 
expanding and expanding and expanding. So if you were at the undergraduate, right, you would get hands-on. You would have a chance to go to certification. And you would learn about security theory. When you get to master's, you continue that, right? You continue. And in each one of these programs, we want to push, you know, research theory. We want everyone, you know, to understand some scholarly attributes. And as we get to the PhD, you know, we, we want to do that more. So basically what we're doing is we're trying to encompass, like, a breadth of information, insurance, security, you know, knowledge. We want knowledge. We want um, to be able to apply that. But we also want our learners to be able to contribute to the field. So a lot of our work, a lot of our learners are workers in the um, the field of IA. We want them to apply that when they get out. You know, and the one thing um, about the uniqueness, I guess, of our program is I'm a very uh, uh, let's say um, an, an open individual. So if somebody wanted to call me that doesn't even come to Capella and wanted to ask me about Capella's um, IA program, you know, I have like an open door policy. I'd be more than glad to talk to him. One reason I like, even though my schedule, talking to people is that they tell me what's happening in their um, their life, in their field, what they see. So I'm constantly reviewing and updating the curriculum based upon a lot of what I read but also a lot of what they tell me. Because, you know, since I'm working with Capella, they're kind of like the front line, so they're telling me, you know, what they're seeing, what's coming out, what they need, you know? So um, we have an IA portal, and I, I guess all center of excellence have an IA portal. But what happened was I um, was speaking to a learner one time, and uh, they said that they really want, they like the portal, they like looking at it, but what they wanted to do was to share their contributions in the field, you know, what they're doing. So I asked Capella that when we turn around and we made another revision of the portal, that we wanted to make it more learner-focused, a community. So these learners can actually, when they come up with projects, papers, presentations, I want to add it to that portal. I want to showcase them. So that's, that's basically what it is, is other than the breadth of information insurance, I'm constantly reviewing and updating um, the curriculum, and I'm just pushing myself and uh, pushing others to keep it updated. Now, do I understand also that you're one of the few of the NSA accredited schools to be 100% online? Correct, correct. Uh, I cannot give you the exact number. I visited every single center of excellence. I kind of do it on a yearly basis. I think there was four or five that was an NSA center of excellence and 100% online. That's amazing, and, and that really meets the needs of your students today. I was going to ask you about that. Give us a sense of who your core students are and what type of background they bring to the programs. It's interesting. I think it's... I would have to say when I started Capella, it might have been 88 to, 80, 88 to 90% of working adults. Now, what's very interesting, and one reason why um, I always try to, uh, I, I really enjoy this, and then I tell my learners that too, is that when you're in um, school, say in a, a local geographical area, many, many times you get um, people from that area. And if that area is, say, IT, 
a lot of IT people. If it's, um, let's say you go to a university and, and it's an area, hospitality, you know, a lot of hotels in that area, you might get that. The thing about online, which is very interesting, is that we get people from all over the world and all over the states. It's very interesting. So we have a mix. I mean, we've got the normal people who work in the FBI, SBI, police officers. We have people in the Army, people in DOD. But then we've got a whole other world out there. I mean, our learners are they're in leisure, they're in marketing, they're in IT, they're in hospitality, they're in insurance, they're in um, some learners are actually in like certification standards, certification bodies and standards bodies they come there. Some are just manufacturing. Those are our core students. They bring this and it's amazing because you know you see that since we have a lot of discussion boards and a lot of online universities make advantage of our discussion boards that individuals see each other how they work you know and what they're I guess used to accustomed to what they see so they're seeing a lot of different things versus you know a, a I guess a local geographic area where everybody works in say state government they see a lot of things so that's a lot of the things that they bring to the program and it's really amazing and I mentioned that when I first started like I would say 88 to 90 percent was was working adults now we're starting getting you know maybe 85 percent working we're still getting a ton of working adults but now we're just getting also learners who just want to go to school online interesting so I'm sorry so it doesn't have to be just working adults it's just adults who say you know I just want to take an online I just want to go online <laughs> So it's not so much that you're placing students in jobs when they graduate. They're in jobs. What are they doing they're, with the skills that they've acquired once they've been through the program then? Well, I'll give you an example. Um, I was at a conference. This is about three years ago. I was at a conference. And uh, we had, you know, we have the undergraduate and we have the masters. And one of the reasons I like to go to conferences like InfoSec, RSA, those type of conferences, is because they're people who are working, you know, and, you know, we set up a booth and, you know, I'm just out there and, and I talk to them and they tell me what they're looking for. Well, about three years ago, I was at, uh, actually it was a conference in Orlando, and I would have to say 30 to 35 people, 30 to 35 percent of the people who stopped by said that they have a master's degree, they're working in some field, but they really wanted to go for a PhD program because it was interesting that they wanted to, number one, move up in their career field. They wanted to go for the, um, I guess, the bigger jobs, but they also said that with a PhD, they can turn around and I guess they would have more of an emphasis to apply their skills. So it was, very, it was really interesting, you know, that they believe that the Ph.D. would, one, help them go up, you know, in their organization, and two, more apply their skills. So I see a lot of that, that they want to take the skills they get. They're working in their job, and not all are working in the IA area. Many are, but not all. What they want to do is they want to expand their horizons, whatever field they are, to now include IA and begin to help their organization with um, security. 
So then you're seeing that key mix of information security with the business focus that you talked about. They're putting it into practice. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And um, absolutely. We also, uh, you know, we get emails, you know, from learners that, you know, what they're doing. Um, we've got learners from um, the Department of Homeland Security that one of our uh, learners is now the head of training the Department of Homeland Security, actually in security. We have one who is a graduate, and he's with the FBI, and he is in the training area. We have one who is actually, she works for one of the um, major hotel chains, either Hyatt or uh, I forget which one. But what happens was just regular manager, and he wanted to go for, uh, you know, an information security degree, and he said that, he sent me an email a couple of years ago. Once he finished, got back to work, he saw so many, you know, vulnerabilities, but like from a people focus, you know, what people aren't doing correctly. Um, and, and it's not that they're purposely not doing it. It's just they just didn't know, you know, because security is more than a wire. I mean, security is, you know, buildings, you know, open doors, access panels. So he took, he using his skill for this um, hotel chain that he's working at to increase, you know, the, the physical part of security. So it's interesting, you know, where they're going. And we also have a lot of teachers. We have a lot of teachers in the um, PhD program who have their master's, their adjunct, or, I mean, their master's, their community colleges or something, and they want to go for their PhD and they want to work in the IA field. Now, you talked a little bit about how information security education has evolved in the time you've been in it. From your perspective now, how do you see it evolving as we go forward? It's really interesting. Um, sometimes security is... <clears throat> I'll give an example. You know, we, we, um, we go to Amazon.com and we'll buy something. We'll give them a credit card number. We'll call a company on the phone. We'll give them our credit card number. We have faith that our credit card information is safe. Okay. So number one, I imagine security. Security kind of closed door. You know, we're only supposed to let the people who are supposed to come in come in. But it also has to kind of be hidden, hidden, because. Security is really like a closed door, and it doesn't open up when they're going to get any work done. So security has to kind of like play the back role, but always be there. <clears throat> Excuse me. But as far as security is coming, evolving in the coming years, it's going to merge, and it has to merge. It just can't be, you know, the bits and bytes on a wire. It, it, it can't be the firewalls and intrusion detection systems. It has to be the network one. It has to, the, the protocols on the network. What are they doing? You know, there was some research. Um, uh, a professor, I think it was last year, said, you know, we really need to do away with firewalls since they're more of a uh, hindrance. But we need to develop a protocol that has security built in. So I don't see us getting rid of firewalls, but I do understand his logic that the protocol, the network's protocol that we use have to get smart 
But other than that, it has to become a people focus. You know, we have to we have to move more into cyber psychology. You know, why are these attacks happening? How do people think to create these attacks? I mean, it's amazing how these attacks evolve, right? So if an attacker can think about, or, or a cyber terrorist can think that I can do this, we need to be able to think, can this happen? So I also see information security education evolving into curriculums that include psychology, education, human behavioral studies. I see it becoming more of a people focus, included in kind of like an entire curriculum and moving away just from like the black box bits and bytes. But at the same time, it really needs to be kind of like hidden, out of the way. We trust security and security will be there. That makes sense. Now, I know you can't do this in a vacuum. You need help from the, the, the private sector, the public sector. What are the, right. the, the types of assistance you need from business and government for you to be able to, to grow your programs effectively to respond to these needs? I, I Honestly, we could always use collaboration and research. So, for example, I, I said before, you know, I, I enjoy talking to learners. You know, even if they're not coming from Capella and, and they're thinking about it and they want to talk about the IA field, companies helping us out. What what are you doing in your company? You know what I mean? <laughs> a lot of times, a lot of companies still have a problem, you know, um, I guess detailing some of their problems in security, you know. Um, so... The collaboration with these companies, collaboration with research, also collaboration with schools. And what I mean is the um, community college level, the K-12 level, you know, and it doesn't have to cost a lot of money. You know, I know we always talk about grants, we try to get grants, and, you know, people say, you know, it costs a lot of money. But lines of communication open, what are you doing right, what are you doing wrong, you know, how can we help you? It would be very interesting, you know, companies to come to us and say, listen, Capello, you know, this is our company. We get, you know, we have 10 geographical different places. We have 2,000 people, you know. We've hired security consultants who know, you know, the networks, the protocols. What are we missing? Can, can you look at it? Can you help us? So you see what I mean? It's, it's that interaction, the collaboration, research, people. That would help us grow. Steve, one last question for you. You've talked a lot about the individuals you speak with, whether they're going to come to Capella or not. So I'm sure you answer this question on a regular basis. What advice do you give to somebody that's looking to start a career in information security today? You know, it, it, it's interesting. I, I, I do get a lot of calls from that, and I do get a lot of people. And people are, uh, sometimes people are really upset that, you know, they can't get into the information security field. And then I tell, her, I tell them, or I ask them, would a company rather hire somebody who did IT 20 years ago or did IT in the last five years? It's constantly changing, right? So it's not like you have to know 30 years of experience. Yeah, maybe I'm, maybe I have some unique gift or, or skill because, you know, I've been doing it so long, but I'm still in it. So I tell people, 
it doesn't matter where you're at. Don't think about the past. Just start from where you you're at. So, for example, I said if you if you're in a call desk, right? Um, one of the millions of call desk operators we have, you know, learn everything you can about you know the PC that you have, the, the systems that are you working on, you know. If you have a call system, you must have a phone system. Phone systems have security dials. You must log into the system with passwords, usernames. You probably have a pass to get into the building. Start small. Start exactly where you're at and learn all the security about that. And I tell them, say you're in a hotel. And you may say, well, you know, I'm not really on the network and, and I don't have time to, um, you know, uh, research you know, network protocols, TCIP, you know, certification. I'm like, well, that's fine, but, you know, a hotel, what about building security? What about personnel security? What about passes? What about updating security? What about people who leave, people who quit? What if you have visitors? What do you keep, you know, people who shouldn't be in the hotel? So it doesn't matter what area you're in, what specialization you're in, what field of work you're in. Just start. Start from wherever you're at learn as much as you can about the security part of your job and there isn't any business any job any industry that security doesn't touch so uh, that's why I tell them you know anything you do security will touch if you're not working what about your home network what about your viruses your firewalls you know if, if you're using new network protocols like you know DSL and, and you're talking over the phone are there problems there that wherever you're at just start and then continue from there and never stop studying people there's always that question you know is a degree better than a certification is a certification better than a degree and I tell them the two different things certifications educations writing publication, donating time, um, like I'm trying to do at a local elementary school, writing books, writing papers. A, a lot of my learners, it's very interesting, a lot of my learners, I give them the option that if they want to try and publish some of their projects that they've done in work, I'll try and help them. I'll work with them, you know, to get some of their stuff published. So I tell them, not, don't think of it as, you know, certification or degree think of it as both and just keep pushing yourself and it won't take long at all within six months you will really really improve your security skills if you're so desired Steve that's well said I really appreciate your time and your insight today thank you oh you're welcome Tom. anytime thank you very much for having me we've been talking to Steve Brown with Capella University for Information Security Media Group, I'm Tom Field. Thank you very much.